Good evening. Kenya's President Uru Kenyatta has vowed to flash out members of the Somali militant group Al-Shabaab from communities in his country. The group has claimed responsibility for the killing of almost 150 people in an attack on a university. Meanwhile, hundreds of people have gathered at a morgue in Kenya's capital, Nairobi, to look for their loved ones after the massacre at Garissa University. Five men who are trying to flee back to Somalia have been arrested. The Interior Ministry says three of the arrested men allegedly coordinated the attack. The BBC's Julianne Moore reports. Family members are queuing under a tent at Turomo Morgue in Nairobi, waiting for their turn to enter the building. They've already been through the grueling process of checking the lists of survivors and the list of hospital patients for the names of their loved ones. This is their last chance. Many came out of the morgue and collapsed or had to be carried out. Several others came out having still been unable to identify their family members among the bodies. They were asked to swipe through photos of those who died and say many of the bodies are unrecognizable. Gauteng police have confirmed that the senior police officer whose body was found in Terrefontaine this morning is Colonel David Makubela. The officer, who was 55, had been stabbed to death. Passersby discovered his body along a street and alerted the police. The officer's killing comes less than a week after a gang shot dead two police officers on the N3 highway near Modifontaine, east of Johannesburg. Minot police in KwaZulu-Natal have launched a manhunt for suspects after a policeman was stabbed and left critically injured in Alexandra Pietermaritzburg. Provincial Police Spokesperson Major Tulani Zwane. Unfortunately, one of the suspects drew a knife and stabbed the police constable several times on his body. He sustained severe injuries and he was rushed to hospital for treatment. A case of attempted murder as well as robbery has been opened by the Alexander Police for further investigation. Abroad this evening, Tikrit's government advisor, Sahir Hakim, has denied allegations that looting and violence are continuing in the city after Iraqi Shia militia retook the city from IS militants over the past week. However, people in Tikrit say the city's liberators have stolen cars and ransacked government buildings. Iraqi Shia militia involved in the recapturing of Tikrit from IS militants are being pulled out of the city amid reports of violence and looting. The city, which was ravaged by fighting, now sits largely empty. Hakim says that there are alternative reasons for the city's current state. 80% of the homes and the stores, etc., are still intact. About 20% uh, are, are kind of open, not looted, but open. And I'll describe why they're open. One, to create and the surrounding villages have been under siege for seven months and ISIS fighters were jumping from house to house uh, using it themselves. Second, there have been some uh, tribes that fought against local people and ISIS fighters in the city and obviously there's a lot of revenge going on between these tribes. Back home, the Free State Health Department says it's investigating suspected syndicates in hospitals. MEC Benny Malokane says some workers and patients are suspected to be colluding with syndicates to instigate litigation against the department. He says they are following strong leads to find the suspected instigators. We're working on the leads that we currently have to try and find and flush out some of these molds so that we read our profession of people of that nature who have made it fashionable for them to litigate against any mishap where good faith was intended. 
Your top story at seven, Kenya's president, Uru Kenyatta, has vowed to flash out members of the Somali militant group Al-Shabaab from communities in his country. For Lotus FM News, I'm Tracy Vlaitham. I'll be back with your final news update at eight. Welcome to Local Vocal.